You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. So here we are. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to today's Geek Out, Mr. Gene. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I see you. Uh, for today's Geek Out, we're going to do the What If episodes number four through six. So the next three in a series of nine full episodes. So that will be done, the I think, the week before Christmas. So... Hooray! Uh, I haven't started my shopping and I'm completely screwed. Hooray! You mean Scrooged. Oh. <laughs> so, there's a McDuck joke in there somewhere, but there's a McRib. I, I don't so know. As we unveil. Da da da! Woo! If. <laughs> if you parted the question. Exactly. What if? <laughs> Jeffrey, a little too dramatic there. I don't know. Again, the voice I like. I love Jeffrey Wright, but that voice is not the thing that I hear when I, I know. Read. I know. And then, then he says things like "What the hell?" And you're like, and it's just like you're like, no, uh, right? Uh, so it, it's like, and again, by the time we get to the end, I'm like, that's he wouldn't have done that. But I'm like, all right. No, well. but it's it's this his interpretation of the character, and it's in the MCU. So all right, I'll go. I'll go with it. It is now, <clears throat> so we'll Not see. Not what, what I imagined, but okay. Yeah. There's Patrick. <laughs> I will let him in. By the hair of your chinny-chin-chin? This chinny-chin-chin, all that hair, look at that. Where does it hurt in Indiana? Here! Here! <laughs> David Larson. Another person? I don't know who these people are. Neither do I. <laughs> Hey, Patrick. <laughs> you just woke up. Sorry to wake you, yeah. <laughs> oh, is it is it time for the geek out? I could have I could have had a V eight. Okay. <laughs> Good afternoon. Hi. Good afternoon, sir. David, welcome to our program for today. Hi, Monty. It's me. I'm trying to rename oh. myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Let me see. Good. Can't you just like change his name to your name so I yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there a Gary Larson there with the far side? Maybe no, on the far no side. Gary. Sorry. And he's not from Indiana. Wow. That... <laughs> okay. Gary, just Indiana. Go with, just go with it. All right. Music man. Music man. Jazz man. Jazz hands. Look, man. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Patrick. Jazz man is the Simpsons. Jazz hands is from. Bring it on, I, I, and other things. So just all right. Yeah, it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> what we are about to start, since uh, we got a couple new entries into our program, uh, we have Patrick joining us and Lakeisha. So we'll be talking about episode four. What if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? So I don't have any video per se, like last time. I'm just going to leave it at a still. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Much like the Mirror Mirror Universe in Star Trek, you know he's evil, not because of the goatee, but because he's got that weird collar thing. It's more angular as opposed to the regular cape, capey, cowley, I don't know. Uh, that's a little more you know, simple, but you know he's evil because he's got that sharp angles. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you, Patrick. Jesus, like I don't. Yeah, I, I, I have no response to that. <laughs> <laughs> Got to make someone laugh. Again, we're not going to go necessarily beat by beat because I think it's just a little too much to go with the details. But let's just go over some details. Rewatching this a second time, I got to appreciate it a little bit more than I like. Just kind of went over me like I completely forgot the ancient one was part of this, and literally has split in the same timeline. Doctor Strange from the evil Doctor Strange, which again the goatee doesn't make a difference. 
But it's interesting how it all comes together because there are two halves by the end. The evil one needed to have the other one to complete the absolute, what was it called? The absolute point? Yeah, I forgot. It, it was something, it was like it was an absolute uh, focus. An absolute fixed point in time. Like in Doctor Who. You can't go right. back to it. I was like, right. All right. That's- right. So the only way that was going to happen was to basically get the other Doctor Strange, incorporate him. And then save Christine, which it's heartbreaking to see him do this over and over again. And I felt really bad. But even though we don't see that kind of romance on the on the movie side, it is interesting to see this thing being taken place in a short amount of time. Like I got that passion that he was like he's all in on her to save her. For him to go uh, against like I forgot the, the creature's name, the one with the tentacles, as the first battle. Like, no, 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 let me start small, and then it goes after the gnome, and then it starts building, 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 and absorbing everyone left and right, till he gets to Doctor Strange, the other half of himself. But then, even with that, all that power, he still cannot save Christine, because the whole universe kind of collapse-ish. Right, and she fades away. She fades he's, away. He's become this horrible, terrible monster, but I, I did appreciate it so much more the third time around watching it. Really? Third time? Yeah, you know, but the same, first few times I was like, I'm bored. I don't get it. I don't, it didn't click with me. But the third time I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. It's a different, a different reality from the one we're used to. It starts right. off differently. It starts off as a, as a tangent multiverse branch, you know, but this is the one that creates the ultimate evil that we're going to need for the season finale that we don't know about yet, you know? But I, I thought it was it was really well crafted, and I I, I, I like Benedict Cumberbatch's performance even more now, because you know like, okay I get it because he's dry anyway and he's not the nicest person anyway, and to have him fall in love and to sit there and gosh knows how many times he's repeated that timeline with trying to save her you know and at the end he's just broken he's like all I want is you I don't know you know why I'm doing this anymore and it's. And when he screams and he's he's anguished, I'm like, all right, that's pretty good. Hadn't seen that before in your, in your character. Can't imagine that a man who has so much self-control would just release like that. I'm like, all right, cool. Did, did he have to crawl on his belly like he did for the dragon? And <laughs> to don't make that cry? So. <laughs> no, all you have to do is say the word penguin correctly. That's all you have to do. <laughs> Patrick, what are your thoughts on this episode? This was it, it reminded me of Groundhog Day, but on a on an evil note. <laughs> and um, and it has that once again, we have to I have to gather all this energy or gather all these different things so that I can achieve the ultimate power. That's getting kind of old, but I just like the help the whole Groundhog Day feel of it, where it's just no matter how hard he tries, and it, it feels a little bit like. What was that other movie? Ah, oh, what was it? Um, like Groundhog Day and Final Destination. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's right. Because everyone could not escape their fate, so to speak. And yeah, exactly. So, but that combination went well with this. And surprisingly, I'm I'm glad it didn't end off in a happy ending because, as we saw later on, it worked out for the grander story. But sometimes it's good to show that, you know, you just can't get what you want. It's not going to be a happy ending. And it, it takes away the predictability of, you know, shows like this so that you can say, you know what? Hey, it didn't end up the way I want. And this is the consequence of it. Because yeah. a lot of times you see shows where they don't. They just, oh, at the very end, it's a happy ending. Somehow it gets fixed and then that's it. On to a new story. I like the fact that they left it where you didn't get what you want, but. This is a consequence, and this is how you know you have to deal with it. And he accepted it at the very end, like, okay, I understand that. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, too, that even before we had the movie, I've always had a problem with Doctor Strange as a character in the comics, just because the, the, the period that he was, I guess, done in the 60s was just kind of weird because of the whole so, LFD, the psychedelia and all that right. stuff. Yeah. I could never get into him at all. Other than he's like this kind of like this weird guy that he has magic and you don't want to mess with him. I never dug him at all. So like for him to be transitioned into a movie 
still didn't work for me. There was an animated series, an anim- not an animated series, but an animated movie on Doctor Strange that made it work for me. Because oh, yes. Oh, you know that one, right? Yeah, something about the sword, something, I think. Nothing like that. So it's like his magic or the magic that was used was more like for energy weapons or things for defense or things of that nature. And that made Doctor Strange a little bit more relatable or like, how does this work in that universe? So once they did that, and then we see him in the Doctor Strange movie, he's more well-rounded. Uh, so I was able to then jump on board and be cool with Doctor Strange and all the weirdness that he can do. And but it, again, had that not happened, I really have couldn't have cared about Doctor Strange because he's just so the the mystical side of the Marvel universe is something that has not been done. Like we've done the outer space stuff, we've done the terrestrial stuff, but here's another aspect where we have magic. You know, like with Wanda. How are you going to incorporate that? You know, especially since you're not going to mention mutants. But Doctor Strange, you know, does what he does. Yeah, yeah I agree. I don't think he was accessible until his movie, until mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch did it. But it, it's not until Infinity War that we go, oh, okay. And, and we really start accepting him more widely. Right. And now he's got uh, seemingly such a big role in No Way Home. I'm like, yeah. wow, okay. But I'm on board. I have no problem with it now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, sure, I'll buy the action figures. I'll buy a few of them. No problem. <laughs> I, I think, too, that the way they did the movie for Doctor Strange, they they made it more like, like they did with Thor. They, instead of just calling it magic, they, call it, they, they give it more of a science twist or a mathematical twist because a lot of the Mm-hmm. A lot of the um, the magic that he does is more formulaic, like it's more right. like a formula. And if you figure out the formula, then you can utilize it the way you want. Right. So uh, putting it that way, they kind of they did they they took away the whole fantasy aspect and gave it more of a scientific twist, so that I guess people can relate to it a little bit more, and it doesn't come across like oh, it's your typical wizard magician guy. We've had enough of that with Harry Potter and all the other ones, so. Mm-hmm. They, they, they kind of had to make him stand out from all the usual magic stuff or the fantasy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like he doesn't have to make like Expecto Drano and then there's yeah. your rabbit. He wow. just <laughs> okay, that's funny. But, but he just does it, you know. He he <laughs> does the thing with his hands, and then he able to does what you know the jazz hands with magic. <laughs> so he doesn't have to say Alakazam. Uh, like Zatanna type stuff, yeah. The uh, a la peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you know, from Sesame Street. Wow, you, know, <laughs> you don't have to do that. <laughs> so that's where I'm like, that's great because you know, if that's how he creates magic, well, then some a hand over his mouth or duct tape, and then he can't do magic. So that doesn't make sense. So at least he has, you know, the magic hands and the, the amulet to do whatever he does. So more I think like I'm, tools than anything else. Like, right, like, exactly. Really yeah. Did you think it, get, it got a little Looney Tunes when he starts ingesting everything? Just, I mean, he just goes on a spree and it's like, okay, just pull anything out. I mean, like you mentioned, you know, Harry Potter a little bit, but like he, 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 the stag is like Harry's symbol, I think, and it's just like, yeah, he's that too. It's just it's Easter eggy, but I was like, all right, I don't know. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know, Jamie. I know you wouldn't, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Although there's I a Harry Potter event coming up. The fifth. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, there's a Harry Potter event coming up soon on HBO Max uh, for the t- one year. Oh, yeah, right, right. So maybe I'll finish the movies. <laughs> You've served your time though already, like at the event for the credit. All right, I'll just I'll just keep folding these. I don't know what they are. Oh go. my god! I, I'm going to do origami back in 2022, so that's coming back. But how long did that take? A very long time. My hands still hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but not as much as as the stormtrooper cookies with the squeeze oh, bag. So yeah, I made Gene uh, for the holidays some stormtrooper cookies, but the, the squeezing for the icing was just so hard, and then trying to put it on a cookie and decorate, I'm like, forget it, man. One year, that's it. That's all you get. And so. Nerdy Dummies Girl never wrote back. Oh, well, don't get me started on that story. I don't want to talk about Nerdy Dummies. <laughs> wow. 
she again she broke my heart but that's another time for another place but in any case as we learned in this episode that you can break your heart but it will shatter your mind (laughs) remember i was like that's a good line okay (laughs) so if only had the amulet and start eating other things i can make rosanna pacino love me or at least acknowledge what i made for her Wow. Right, that's too much back history. Okay, that's... No, Reel it in. Reel it in. <laughs> All right, so enough of Doctor Strange. Let's move on. Unless, Akisha, do you want to say anything? Or are you just watching? I mean, no, but on this, I really, I really did like it. I liked the way that it, it literally took a tendril of the multiverse and mm. said, this one doesn't end well. And it, and it, and it turns... You know, God, what is it called? The Supreme, the Source of Supreme. I mean, but he's evil. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's a um, I don't know. I, I don't have the action figure with me right now. It's in the other room. But he has a name. But it, it's interesting to me that 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 he's really powerful. But it comes to an end because he senses the Watcher. It really is a great preamble. Right. He does say, does someone say something? <laughs> you stop this, you know. You can stop all this. In the movie. You know, I would, but, uh, you know, I don't interfere. It's, but I, I liked it a lot. It really great world building. Mm-hmm. And again, within less than thirty minutes, you got a really full story, and I was just like super impressed. Yeah. Um, normally, like you know, the the origin would have been a, a strange got into the car accident. Right, she was not in there. Gets hurt, right? But here, she's in the car with him. I'm like, fine, just go with it, and it works even better. Yeah. So. So let me ask you this. Originally, we didn't like this episode, as I recall, Monty. Did the rewatching change your opinion of it? It did. It, it, it did. That's with me. It, it certainly moved up on the, on the scale wow. a little bit more. I'm like, all right. It, it, again, the performance, the story arc for the character itself, you know, to have that, all this power, much like Superman, and I couldn't even save my father, you know. So here you're in the same situation. I'm trying to save Christine. I have this power. I can make time go backwards. Why not be able to do this? And then even then, he's like, fine, I'm not going to drive the car. I'm just going to stand her up. She gets shot somewhere else. And I'm like, there's no winning. That's your final destination point. There's no winning with this. But I just realized something when you mentioned that part. It's like, it's the same thing what happened with Hal Jordan Mm. when he became evil, when he became paralyzed. when When Coast City was destroyed, he said, I need the power to help bring them back. And, then, right. and the Guardians were like, no. And then he went evil and he just started taking out everybody so they can get what he wants. So it just shows that, you know, I guess stories like this is that if, you know, no matter how good you are, if someone dear to you or more than one person dies that's dear to you and you, you know there's power to actually do it, you're going to do it. Yeah. I mean, let's be fair. There's a Superman story where uh, in the movie, Oh. record says Spanish. I couldn't find it. You could mute if you want. Okay. I'll mute you. That's her me. Oh, not you. My scissors. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So, um, like, this not the first time where you had a superhero go against something that was told that he could not do. Superman was told from his his elder father, "You cannot interfere with man or whatever." Just so he like makes go spins the world around, which he reverses time, saves Lois Lane. So it's not the first time we've ever seen this. Um, it just so happened that it worked out, so to speak, in Superman's favor. You know, you didn't mess too much after that. But this reminded me also of that moment in Superman three, except that you inverted where Superman goes against his his, his alter ego Clark Kent. But yeah. in this version, the evil Superman wins. And Clark yeah, can't right. away. You're right. Like, oh, that's good. But the that two of them the joined together. So, yeah. Except he's not flicking evil peanuts into the mirror. Straightening the Tower of Pizza. Or, you that's know, like, whatever. That's a very famous scene with that whole movie. You get all the other stuff, but everybody remembers him flicking the peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, that says a lot about the movie. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a garbage movie, but those are the moments that really like I love that battle between himself and Superman. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. fantastic. And we were all terrified when that poor woman gets pulled in the computer and gets borgified. We didn't know what computers were back then, and we're like, oh god, that's terrifying. With the with the really bad Atari graphics trying to shoot him down, and I'm like too. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. You don't get oh. points for missing. <laughs> and you can tell the whole that whole franchise was going even further down when they did Quest for Peace. It's, it just it just was it was well, a snowball effect. In fairness, I still like Quest for Peace because again, Quest was in there, and there are moments where he is doing the double date thing uh, with Lois and I forgot the other uh, Hemingway daughter. Yeah, Mary, oh yeah, Mary, Mary. Yeah. So that moment was just fantastic, and I just love that. You know, yeah, and there's a nice moment with his mind. Hmm? Just, I'm sorry, but he can fix war- walls with his oh, mind. Yeah, like, was- oh my god! Don't why? That is <laughs> a repetitive. Yeah. Special effect uh, over and over again, then flying towards the screen. Uh, yeah. right. We're getting we're, off topic. We're getting way yeah. off. But then again, this is a geek out, so we were all <laughs> we really are geeking out. So it lives yeah. up to the name. Believe the hype. <laughs> all right, so ah. zombies. Ah. Hmm. So what if zombies? And what's the question? <laughs> it's just zombies. Uh, All right. So watching this the first time, I loved it. Watching this the second time, I loved it even more. Um, just to love, and I, I think what won me over is it's towards the end where we have Scott Lang. It's just a head in the jar. Right. And he's cracking out all the dad jokes, and I'm like... Regarding Liviosa, that was brilliant. Like, <laughs> did you get that one? Yes. Oh, <laughs> you can be taught. Okay. And it's like, go ahead, guys. You can do a high five. It's all right. You can yeah, do I will feel about that. <laughs> but it, it's, it's the most Avenger-like movie that's in that universe that I felt great to see all these cast of uh, characters from Happy Hogan going blam, blam. I love that. <laughs> With the repulsor that Tony had. Um, and even as a zombie, he still kept going blam. <laughs> I know. So there's just so much good stuff that I love about this. And we'll, we'll talk about something later on, but um, I think you got me into reading the zombie Mar- Marvel comic uh, a while ago, Gene, and I appreciate that. It's coming back. They're doing it again. They're going to do a whole series of this now. Right. So, um, so it did pay homage to the the uh, T'Challa moment that was in the comics yes. where light got cut off, but it was only being cut off a piece at a time and while keeping him alive. But it was, was it Hank Pym that kept him alive? It was, I don't know. I think it was Giant Man. Someone, there was someone else. It, I it might have it was, been Pym. You might, it might have been Pym. Yeah. I mean, for the Wasp, or the, okay, I, it's been a while. I only saw that episode one time. Yeah. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah, no we're doing the comics now. I meant from the comics. Oh, the comics. Oh, several, yeah. several editions, because T'Challa yeah. has his leg amputated in an episode. It's just like the, the sneaky vision thing. Keeping yeah. him alive. Right. In this case, he was being fed to Wanda. In the comics, Hank, I think, was eating him to stay alive himself. But it was weird because these are not like... Okay, when we have zombies, zombies have to have a certain amount of rules. Either they are slow and dumb, you do Zack Snyder's and they can be fast. You can do George Romero later on in which they can be able to operate tools or remember their past experiences. Okay. Um, and then we have like a combination of everything. So our heroes still remember their own powers. So they're still active and they're able to do their things. Even to the point at the very end, uh, Thanos still had the Infinity Gauntlet, which is going to be a terrible thing, which I kind of hated that they just ended it right there. 
But even if that happens, will he do the snap? Or will he create more zombies? I don't know. Well, that was the interesting thing to me, because I think that's the end of their universe. Because they're going to Wakanda to, to, to you know, put the, to use the, the, the frequency from the final thing that the vision was. But yeah, Thanos is there now. So yeah. we, don't, we don't go back to that universe, I don't believe. In no. The, do we? And that's the end of it. It, it. it comes back later on, but we are assuming that nothing happened other than Wanda's still there. Well, so. they pull from that universe, but we don't know what happened. And oddly, Captain America is one of the first things to fall through the portal, but you're like, no, but he was cut in two. But okay. I don't know. <laughs> right. And then also, too, that they weren't really going after like brains, they would just right. be biting and then you get infected which is normal but they weren't going after brains and i guess maybe just because of tv they were just not showing that but one of the most brilliant things i thought they did for this episode was they they stopped the origin they they, they altered the origin of it because originally the fantastic four at the start of this right or the comics yep but they, we don't have them in the universe so okay so when hope van dyne and you know went back and helped the dad i'm like that is brilliant yes and also uh, in the Marvel Zombie series, uh, the they, they're zombies, but once they eat, they they have remorse and they remember themselves. It's like I was really hungry, and like Peter Parker's like, I can't believe I killed Mary Jane. I'm so guilty. I feel so bad. You're like, wow, that's okay. <laughs> but a different. It's a different uh, take on it, essentially. Yeah, exactly. So, Patrick, what are your thoughts? Oh, you're muted. Okay. Oh, you have people in the background. Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, it did feel more like the, the, the Spider-Man with Tom Holland with a video camera doing a documentary of the whole experience. You know, he's still very naive. And there was a very touching moment where... Um, Janet was asking him, how do you still stay, you know, hopeful after all of this? It's like, if you don't smile, something to the fact, like, if you don't... It was a little much for me, but yeah, I was like... Eh. I, yeah. Because even by then, I'm like, you lost everybody, so... Yeah, and I'm sorry, uh, Ant-Man, your, your, your romantic companion is 70 feet tall and reaching for the Quinjet, and you're still telling jokes? Well, he doesn't, but, you know, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's good. But still, I appreciated what they were able to do within that scope. Uh, Okoye, who with Dora Milaje was back in there, hysterical. Like, we're not scared of, uh, like, like horror stories. We see like American movies, right. like we, me, which is a great line. <laughs> so. He gets to go out with Wakanda forever, which was nice. Yes. My king! Ah! Wakanda forever! We. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, uh, there's so much to love for this, and I'm glad that we are going to get more of that. But, yeah, there's only so much that can go with this. And they gave us the great question, like, yeah, what if the Hulk went against Scarlet Witch in the MCU? Well, we didn't get to see that, but it was a cool question they asked. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Well, okay. They haven't done this in the Marvel movies. Is that as the more angrier Hulk gets, the stronger he gets. Right. It's feeding on itself. Here, it doesn't seem like that was the case. Um, especially like when he went against Thanos and Thanos handed him his butt. Um, and then to me, it was just like, that was it. So it, it never felt like Hulk became Hulk like in the comics, super uncontrollable except maybe for the first one where Steve says Hulk smash and then off he goes and he does what he does but here it's just like it's kind of like less angry and I don't think he would also attack Wanda too even though she's in that state I think he's going to hold back anyway because he's more uh, aware of his environment, so you know he may be fighting for his life, but I don't think he's going to tear Wanda apart. He's he's not that Hulk. It depends on what kind of spells she casts on him. I mean, in the MCU, she's one of the most powerful, right? 
figures in the universe. So I, I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, it was, it was a good question to ask. It was interesting. Yeah. But that, it goes back to what we would do as fans. You know, what if you pitted this person against that person and need to figure that out? You know, um, like if you had Wolverine versus Captain America, his adamantium claws against a vibrating shield. What would work, or would one counter the other one, or is just impenetrable? I don't know. That's a good question for the MCU because I mean, in the in the comics, it's, it's adamantium. They're both made out of adamantium, and there was a, a uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. No, well, Wolverine's claws. Not sure no, about, about the shield now. Adamantium. But in the movie, in the movies, the the uh, the shield is vibranium. I know, I know, because they, they they don't have the mutant. They right. didn't meet Mike's then, so right. Yeah, but I, I remember there was a there was a crossover. Okay, um, that's right. Um, but I don't know. It, 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 okay, anyway. Okay, um, Patrick, I guess writes. Uh, it's a combination of both antimanium and vibranium in the comics. Okay, um, and then Hulk is more like the Gray Hulk in the, than the pure green version of MCU. Yes. We'll, we'll be getting more of that in the this G-Hulk series coming up next year. Yeah, which is another cool Red thing. Hulk. Yeah. I'd want to be in that. Um, but I don't know about that fourth wall thing where I'm like, isn't that a Deadpool thing? You no, know, because Jen Walters did it all the time. Did she? Yeah, all the time. You can check it out on Hoopla. She's constantly talking to the... Look at uh, you! Look at you promoting Hoopla! You don't even work for the library system. I love Hoopla. You know this. They've got the John Burns Volume 2 there, which is awesome. There you go. And that was another series that I got hooked on, because I got She-Hulk right from the very beginning, so I have the whole first series. All, all, but it's been ages. I, read no, I know. I haven't read it for a while either. So, all right. So let's move on to What If Killmonger Rescued Tony Stark? Um, I, I think I like the Killmonger character tremendously in the Black Panther movie. He had a strong point of view. He had justification for doing everything that he was doing. Here, it just seems that he was always out for himself. It didn't feel like everything that he was plotting for, it was just more for advancing himself, not for the cause to right a wrong. It just... So, like, I get his... what he was planning to do, his doubles crossing, the backstabbing, all that. But I'm like, it didn't feel great. Like, yeah, I didn't feel like that when I saw him in the Black Panther movie. This episode, in my opinion was set up to set him up as a big villain for the for the finale. You know, it's it's, it's all build up. The entire yeah. thing. Even but it's sad to be all these all the great cameos. You know, Don Cheadle is here. You know, all these other other characters showed up briefly. T'Challa is there. I mean, you know, and I'm like, all right, but then we just it's it's, it's all a setup uh video essentially. It doesn't even end well. You know what I mean? It doesn't even have a good finale. Yeah. It's all about the Michael B. Jordan character, in my opinion. Yeah. So, Patrick, it seems like they want the MCU really wanted him to shine as a grade-A villain, which I I was like, great, keep him around. But I'm like, why? He's dead. (laughs) (laughs) So, So when we bring him back, and he's alive in this one, I'm like, I don't really care for this version. You know, so I'm like, of all the things, you kind of did right. You kind of mirrored the, the the points that started with Iron Man. And I'm like, all right, I get it. And he was there helping Tony, and Tony never became the the hero that he would have been. Um, which it was kind of a cool scene, in which he was trying to take down uh, Killmonger by having him like surrounded in his his uh his home with the shields coming down and he had built a robot and the robot's going to attack him and then Killmonger just was able to take care of that no problem and then he kills Tony in the process again uh, <laughs> <coughs> but Tony had never been able to fight himself 
outside the suit. He's he's never one for hand to hand combat. Um, because well, there was Iron Man three. He does okay in Iron Man three for a while. Yeah, but we never get to that point. I know. In, in Not in this continuity. Yeah. So it was something about uh, there was some reference in the MCU there about about him getting out of the suit versus his like fighting ability. Like he's only as good as being in the suit, not out of it. And someone pointed that out, like, you know, you will never last in a fight. Something like that. And I forget where I heard that. So but I again I felt it was very short. Um it it was lacking something that I wish there was more for Killmonger to do, other than He's a bad guy. And he keeps backstabbing everyone. Backstabs no. Tony, backstabs the, people, the poor people from Wakanda, you know, just getting closer. But again, yeah, the question is, why are you doing this? What is your end goal? Yeah. It made more sense in, in Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, Patrick writes that Killmonger is not uh, smart. Is a not smart character, but the MCU wanted him badly. So um, I have not read, uh, honestly, I have not read the comics. So I don't know too much about Killmonger other than what was done on the big screen. So, but you know, I, again, not knowing what's going to happen down the road, I'm like, all right, we'll just kind of chalk it up. Like, it wasn't that great, but in fairness, you know, the other two I think were just as good for for this series. So, on that note. It's all right. So on that note, um, let's do a ranking of these three episodes. And then once we do that, let's do a ranking of the last three and these three orders. Go. Um, If you want, I can go first and give you guys a moment. But for episodes four, five, and six, I will put episode five, four, and six in that order, four being the one, uh, five being the one that I love the most, and Doctor Strange being second, and Killmonger being third. So, so wait, we're doing ranking among the three episodes and overall. Well, the first three episodes six. here, and then once we're done with that, we'll do the the, the six episodes and then rank them in order. I really so, go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. No, I was going to say Patrick wrote down four, five, and six. So Doctor Strange, the zombies, and then the Killmonger episode. Yeah, I would I would tend to agree with that. The Doctor Strange episode was much stronger for me this time, and it, okay. I, I really like the zombie one initially because it's so clever and it yeah. really it really it hits all the marks. Uh, but the Doctor Strange one, just the nuances, the cleverness of it, just it it it, it wound up it for it a little bit. Right. The, the, the the zombie was just fun. You know, mm-hmm. mindless fun. Right, exactly. That's the one thing I love about the zombies. It's it's a lot of fun with the dialogue, with the action, and characters we normally would never have seen fighting or working with each other. You know, never thought Happy would be fighting along with Sharon Carter uh, uh, in, in, in a zombie movie, you know, that kind of thing. Well, so I don't know about you, but do you think that, that Paul Rudd looks sexier now? He's the sexiest people man alive. Just, he's in this. Yeah. From the head up, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're gonna be fair about this. I mean, if I had a jar too, I think I can compete. Being a sexy jar man, head. Yeah. jar head. Uh, uh, I get the reference. All right, so now let's rank episodes one through six. The, the the first one being the top one, and the course number six being the last bottom one. Uh, but I will go in reverse order. I think in this instance, the the Killmonger episode is number six in my book, followed by number three, which is the Avengers being killed. From there, then it's going to be kind of a tough uh, tough call there. Um, but I would put. The Doctor Strange is number three. No, number four. Sorry. The Doctor Strange is number four in that spot. Followed by the zombies. 
I, I really, I'm really kind of torn between Captain Carter and T'Challa as Star Lord because they both have equal merits. But it's again T'Challa's performance, I think, is what's going to win this out. So Sharon Carter will be second, but and T'Challa being the first one again, not because it's a strong story, but because of the significance of that performance, I think, wins in my opinion for this round. So you're giving Heath Ledger. The Oscar, even though he's passed away? Yeah. Post... Uh, respect? Yeah. I get post it, I get humor. it. Is it post-humorous? No, it's... Post... Yeah, I think post-humor. Humorous is okay. okay. Sounds weird, but I think that is correct. Okay, uh, yeah. Um, so, um, Patrick or Gene? Uh, I pretty much agree with you for the first two. Yeah. Uh, Killmonger, Rescue Tony Stark, number six. Uh, the third one, what uh, the world lost the mice heroes is number five. Okay. Then we're gonna we're gonna differ. I did not like that T'Challa episode. It was okay, right, right. But it wasn't right. great. I mean, you can get caught up caught up on sentiment, but I was like, eh, that's not quite. So that's probably gonna be my number uh, three. We're going uh, uh, backwards, going up. Right. Uh, then I like the. The zombie one, I like the Captain Carter one a lot. That was well, that was, was my favorite because I just love Peggy Atwell. But it, right. it's it's the same thing. It's the you know, and I can't wait to see her hopefully uh, in the main MCU. But the the Doctor Strange one did did level up on me. Yeah, I do like that one a lot more. It's got a lot more depth to it. Right. It tells a complete story. So I'm gonna make that my number one. Okay. All right. So Patrick did the the Killmonger as last. Uh, followed by the Avengers, uh, the zombie one, number five. Number three was the, the the Avengers being killed. For his number three, he put Doctor Strange. He put then Captain Carter as his number two, and the uh, Star Lord T'Challa as number two. So yeah, as he wrote, number one and two were hard for him. So yeah, it's it was the same boat with me because again. I love what Haley Atwell was able to bring to that role and see a woman do exactly, if not better, than what we saw for Captain America. But then again, the performance that we got from Chadwick really kind of like pushed that episode over the edge. But like you said, Jane, it's not the strong story. But for me, it's his performance that I'm like, there's so much life in that performance. That Just I, that I, the fact that his parents never stopped looking for him was great. Yeah. I thought that was a real good twist, you yeah. know. But we've seen it before. But again, his the tenderness of it, his understanding of his situation was was really mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm glad that his his character shows up in the finale as well. Very yeah, happy exactly, exactly. All right. So um, as we mentioned before, we are going to get a Marvel zombie movie, or not movie, but a series, animated series. Um, just announced on Friday, but we don't have anything other than it'll happen. We just don't know when. So I'm just curious to see if they pick off where they did in the what if, or is this going to be starting like if we do like the Fantastic Four storyline, do we wait for the Fantastic Four, or this is going to be just like in this universe we have that? That's a really good question because the thing is, I, I think that the people at Marvel are really bright. I mean, the fact that bringing back the X Men '97, yeah, because that's you get me excited, feed me, and then have the movies. That's a perfect yeah. build-up. But with yeah. this, I, I don't know what they're going to do because it's like you're not going to have it all set up yet. I, I can just imagine them just cannibalizing, ha, huh? the the. <laughs> There you go. Ah, still got it. Ah, still got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, because writes, I hope they use better animation for X-Men. In fairness, I that whole series can stay the same way forever. I did not mind just because it's 97. But honestly, it's probably... <sighs> It's one of the few animated series that is high on, on, on my list as being perfect. Yeah, because, I don't know. Batman animated series for me. 
because if I remember the the Spider-Man and his amazing friends, there was an episode with the X-Men, and there was just like, oh, Juggernaut, uh, horrible, and like, and like Wolverine was Australian, He's Australian, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like, want a piece of fruit? I'm like, what the? <laughs> I'm like, don't do that. That's not how it works. Maybe for Hugh Jackman, it would work. Being, <laughs> oh, but come on, they, their biggest foe is Video Man. You know, just. Which it doesn't age well at all. Oh, oh, where's Mrs. Lyon where we need her? Um, but again, I, I think the X-Men is fantastic. It, it, the fact that they did the storylines as close to the comics as possible, like, I'm... Yeah, I'm, thank I'm you. Um, but we'll see if they're going to start over again or they're just going to be... Um, I don't know. It, it is going to be an issue down the road. How we're gonna start this? I have a chance to speak real quick. I, okay, go ahead. I, I think what's gonna happen is they're going, they're gonna take off where they left off from the nineties um, X Men. Um, well, that series, yeah, no, but Matt like for the Marvel Zombies, like oh, okay, get up from. I, I hope they take off from where they left off with the um, with the What If as well, because it kind of gives you a jump off point where we don't have to. Like start from scratch, and I think if people like this from from the uh, from the what if, I think it's better they go that route. That's yeah. my opinion, of course. But yeah, I yeah, but they kill they kill Captain America already. They have to spin that. But I think with the help of the with the multiverse movies, by the time we see this, we'll we'll get it. Yeah, you know I mean, because we're, we're, we're being taught to understand the multiverse now. So it's like, all right, which is fine. ironic that Marvel is now pushing a DC formula so hard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he had the idea first. I know. That's why here. you can Batman can do so many different things and be so many different characters, just like Superman. And we don't have a problem with it because we're used to it. Marvel yeah. realizes, hey, we want to do something different because Marvel's strength is their continuity. But when you get stuck in continuity, you can't create new stories. So they mm. had to come to that realization, right? You know, so I just, I just wish that they, you know. They should just do an animated series based on the ultimate storyline, even though the MCU is, is founded in that. Right. They should just stick with that, and I that'd be amazing. And and use the same animation that they have for the what if, you know, and just really stick to that ultimate universe. And yeah. If they do know, that, Scott, Hank Pym and that is a pretty bad person. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. Oh, oh. Because yeah. G let me those comics that I'm like, oh my god, he needs to be oh, hurt yeah. badly. And I'm glad that Hulk went after him. And like, no, it was no, Captain, Captain America. America did. No, 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 no. Didn't oh, Hulk geez. punch him in the knees in the comics? You're thinking about the the Ultimates cartoon, the second one, I think. But in the comic book, because I actually read it again, because I actually have it, and. Captain America had to like teach him, you know, how you treat a woman. Oh, I, right. I knew there was the animosity there. Yeah, I yeah. knew that. But so, he okay. Sure but that. still, it was dark. The whole mutant thing too, as well. In that, in that yeah, it, it was dark. So I'll give you that. Yeah. And then, of course, I mean, I don't know uh, spoilers. I don't know if anybody read the full series. Has everybody read the full series? The yeah, yeah the, the Ultimates. Yeah. Yeah. One, two, okay. and three. Because okay. <laughs> you know about Black Widow, so I think that's probably why they're shying away from that. Because ultimately, Black Widow is the one that turns yeah. against them. Spoiler! I don't like, so I'm gonna make sure that no one has not read it yet. That's no, all right. Oh, okay. Uh, again, the nineties. You know. Exactly. So fair enough. Yeah. All right. I enjoyed it. So. All right, so our next one will be December 15th. So, again, right before uh, Christmas. So, we'll talk about the last three. So, like we did today, we'll, we'll review those three episodes, rank those three in that order, and then overall do the whole ranking of all nine episodes. So, and then December 1st, we have The Witcher, which I have to start. I don't think no. I got past the first episode, but I have to rewatch it. But we're only doing the first four, and uh, I have to rewatch the Jungle Cruise. But as Gene and I were talking about, uh, 
it's a really fun movie to watch. Really? Um, yeah. So uh, it, I don't know. It, it's not. It's it's entertaining. It yeah. doesn't have to be, you know, amazing. It just has to entertain. Right. I mean, if you enjoy Pirates of the, of the Caribbean, I'm like, how are they going to make a, a movie out of this ride? They did. Same thing with the Jungle Cruise. How are they going to make a movie out of this ride? Of all the lamest rides in Disney, Jungle Cruise is one of the lamest ones. But they made it work. So I, I give them props for that. Now, the only thing that I would say against this movie, it just delayed Dwayne DeRock Johnson from making the Black Adam movie. Because I'm like, I'm waiting and waiting and waiting, and then he has to make that movie. So that's called called Disney money. You don't. I know it's money. You don't wait for Disney money. So I totally understand. You gotta go where the check is. I know, but you know, I've been waiting for that to happen, and we'll get it. But I'm just saying, I was. It's gonna be. It's gonna be mixing with all the JSA stuff. So have fun with that. Look, man. I'm just living in this world for just it's not the story that you want. It's the story that you get. That's what we get. <laughs> yeah. You know, DZ fans were used to disappointment. So, <sighs> yeah. 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 Um, That's another geek out. Yeah. So, um, uh, since you're here, um, Patrick, mm-hmm. and you and you, I saw that you're like surprised by my, by my comments. No Eternals. I'm not going to be talking about it. Because I wasn't happy with that. Well, uh, I was really shocked because I saw it twice. I saw it actually online and then I saw it in the theater. Okay. And, you know, watching it the second time, it wasn't bad. Okay. In fairness, yeah, if you don't know the Eternals, because I, I, I knew a little bit of the Eternals, so that's why it was easier for me to be more accessible. If you know a lot about it, because right. a lot of the MCU movies, you know, some of them are because I know the stories, but then I got I have I have accepted that it's an MCU universe, so I've come to accept that. And the only difference is, I mean, and I'm not I don't want to spoil it if anybody I don't know if anybody seen them seen the Eternals. No, we did. We both We've did. Seen it. Yeah, we both. Okay. Saw it. And one of the things that bothered me was the fact that what was the point of even having the deviants there if they're just there to just for fighting? It just that was one part that got me. I'm like, okay, why are we going through all this battle? And you might just focus more on other storylines to right instead of just having them there. And if it, it the whole just, point is to make the Celestials be born, it's ridiculous. You didn't need to kill all that life or whatever. It was just, yeah, just an effort. It and it came closer. Like you see down the earth with this thing sticking out. And I'm like, okay, how do you explain that? It's like you're creating more questions. Instead yeah. of just settling, like people just understanding who they are. Now I do like the concept that, that they're robots, and they're, you know, that, I thought that was cool. The visual, <sighs> and I go for nowadays with movies. Visual, I go there to be entertained. I'm not trying to figure out things right. because I've already read the stuff when I was a kid, and I already know that they're not going to stick with it. So I might well just go there, be entertained, and just at least give me some eye candy. Because I'm not expecting a great, you know, right. great storyline. Because they just don't care. They're just going to do it the way they want anyway. Right. So, in this case, visually it was great, but storyline, I was like, I just saw yeah. it twice. Just, and I didn't even want to see it in the theater. It's because someone had a free ticket, and I said, "All right, I haven't been to a theater in over a year and a half." Let me there see you how go. It so I literally, by choice, I wouldn't have I, under normal, I wouldn't went. Right. But okay. Right. I don't know. I, I personally thought it was a misstep for the MCU because you're not going to follow this up. We've already said that no sequel. And I mean, like Cersei was part of the Avengers once back in the comic books, but I don't think this character is accessible right now. Yeah. You know, so it's yeah. like, like it's like Toy Story Four, and which is not yeah. necessary to watch. Yeah, uh, you know. And I was like, and then try to explain this to one of my friends. It's like, yeah, it, it happens, but it. It has its own, it's a creation story, you know, but it doesn't touch the current MCU at all. So it's like, well, I mean, yeah. it dabbles in the time, but it it has no real effect in the future. So I'm like, okay, I, I don't know why they did this, but it was, a, I think it was a misstep. But all yeah. right, you got Chloe Zhao, Oscar winning Chloe Zhao to direct a movie. Great. Yeah. 
I mean, it, 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 it looked nice. It, you know, and that's the, the 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 crazy thing is is the fact. And I was just there was a um, on YouTube there was a guy discussing you know the 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 Eternals, and one thing that stood out is it's like you wanted to put that in there, like oh they couldn't be a part of. Uh, of you know Infinity right. War and all of stuff because of you know this thing. See, this is what happens when you have continuity, and I think Marvel realizes that more and more now. Continuity will always prevent you from creating a solid story, you know, because of the fact that now that's the biggest question: Where were you? Why weren't you there to help? You could have mm-hmm. helped out, and so you got to come up with the excuse. Well, we were told not to. Right. That kind of goes against kind of like the whole mythos of you need the earth to be populated so that a celestial can be born. Right. So they kind of that would be a rule where you need to get out of that rule so that you can actually prevent half the universe, which helps kill off some potential celestials as well. See, once again, you create these MCU created these conundrums that you know if they put the Eternals before maybe they can kind of get away with it and change the storyline a little bit. But once you already set the, you know, the whole Infinity War and Endgame thing happening, it's going to be hard to now create a story. Now, they do have Secret Wars, and they do have, what, some other wide-level event-type movies down the works, but none of them has been as good as the Infinity Gauntlet-style movie. You know, yeah, I don't know how they're going to how they're going to recover from this. They, I mean, you did a Black Widow movie. She's uh, she's passed away. So then you've got yeah. Shang-Chi, who you can't use in China. So now we have the Eternals, which we're not going to use either for the future. So it's what are we like building? The... It's going to come out of the Disney Plus stuff. Yeah. But the yeah. thing is, Kevin Feige said, yeah, you don't have to watch it for continuity. You do. You have to watch it. That's Marvel's, that's Marvel's foundation is continuity. Right. And, and that, that's, mm-hmm. that's a problem. Exactly. <laughs> Like, like the Moon Knight looks. I'll, I'll I'll watch Moon Knight, but it goes back to so while everything was going on, this was happening over there, and I'm like, so what's the timeline? Because then it gets really over confusing. But like, how is all this going to be pushed away? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about that, you know. Like Supergirl does her own thing on the CW. The Flash does his own thing. And they meet up, they meet up, they dump, they dump. We have multiple flashes. We even had the movie. Right, exactly. DC can get away with it. We can have multiple Batmans. We're fine with it because we know these are different universes. But Marvel, they're now trying to put that as a main stage, as a as a main thing because they realize they're they're stuck if they're using continuity. But that's what how Marvel set up. That was my biggest issue. Even though I was I started out in comics as a well, when I officially started going to comic book stores and stuff like that, Marvel was my thing. And I took time and I learned. I used to get all the compendium books and all the source material. And I read them all. Too. So I knew these characters from, like, you know, the, the whole legacy versions of Marvel. And one of the things that DC was always like, oh, how come this Batman does this? DC was always just, no matter what. I get a different Batman. I get a different yeah. Marvel was all it, Marvel was so continuity heavy to the point where when majority of the universe is in one city in New York City, where there's like all this stuff going down in one block, another block, another stuff like you have Doctor Strange dealing mm-hmm. with this situation, or Spider-Man dealing with that, and they're all the villains are trying to destroy each all the, the, the whole the whole world, but only in New York City. Right. But that's it worked, you know. People understood but, that everything was in New York City. Yeah, but even then, after a while, I'm like, you can't do that. You, yeah. you, you can't have so many heroes. Like, it was one thing for Netflix to have, like, Matt Murdock down in Hell's Kitchen, and then you had Luke Cage up in Harlem. You had enough distance from in Manhattan to be on, like, opposite sides of the world, practically. Um, and then you can still, like, hey, let's meet up for lunch or whatever. And, yeah, I agree. <laughs> but here... Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's gonna it's it's getting too damn crowded. So you need to kind of like spread it out. But then now you're like, okay, if I spread it out, where is this all gonna fit then? And just it gets yeah. overcomplicated, and you should not have to guess. Well, I think that's what they're doing with the multiverse of madness. With right, that fixes a lot of problems. Leave it open yeah. ended. Like I can't fix this and close it. 
it's still going to spill over, and then who knows, you know. So, but uh, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll see. Was was it phase five or ten? I don't know which phase they're in. There. I don't know. The phase four so far, it's not a great start. Although Shang Chi, the second time around, I was good with that. But we'll talk about that um, next year um, for that review. So, all right. So Patrick and Gene and the Keister who left early. Thank you for joining me on, me on the, this geek out for the What If series. So we're two thirds done. So Hooray. Uh, huzzah. So all right, guys. So thank you. I appreciate you. Oh, thank oh, you. As always. It's a pleasure. Patrick, always good to talk to you. Definitely. You two be safe. Yeah, Mars. Bye. Of the myriad pop culture podcasts, there is one that blends in with them all. Flying under the radar, nagging at you at a subconscious level. Nerd Bliss, where four hosts from the Deep South and anyone that can get to appear for store brand coffee and corn nuts talk about science fiction, pop culture, current affairs, and more. You can find us at nerdblisspodcast.com or on the ESO network. Nerd Bliss, it's one word. This has been a broadcast of the ESO network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.